Hello and welcome to episode 302 of Madiva Podcast, the modern audio drama indie voice acting podcast. Yes, it's not just a Madiva title, it's an acronym. And tis for your ears, brain and mouth to enjoy. Today's brilliant, exciting guest is the producer-director Zachary Fortescombe. And here we share his directorial expertise for your delectation and delight. His awesome impression is better than anything I could ever do. You could say it's awesome. Huge welcomes, massive welcomes to the show to Zachary Fortescombe, who's a producer, writer extraordinaire, does a super cool show called The Orphans, which you should well, just jump on now, go and listen to it right now, just stop this podcast and binge it all and then come back, just stop now. Are you back? Yes, good to hear you. Wasn't it good? And <laughs> and also produces... Very quick listen. Well, you know, they, well, they can stop it. And, yeah. and quid uh, pro quo is something that you've also Euro. been involved... Quid, quid pro Euro. Quid pro Euro. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those days, Zachary. Yeah, uh, no, I know exactly Euro what you mean. <laughs> is, is out with, with the amazingly wonderful Felix Trench at the helm of that and you produced that show too as well as fingers in yes. many other pies so welcome, welcome, yes. welcome Zachary <laughs> Well <laughs> you, thank you, thank you for having me, it's lovely to be here Oh it's a while since we've spoken in this way, I know yeah. you had you on the uh, audio drama production podcast when I was doing that and that was great fun and you yeah. you're wonderful, I love listening to you when you've been in various workshops you've been in and, and panels you, you're a wonderful effervescent presence in this crazy oh, audio you. fiction uh, realm so so yes it is truly crazy <laughs> <laughs> it is we, we wouldn't have it any other way right uh, <laughs> no no definitely not <laughs> uh, yes so so I, i'm very excited to, to talk to you today let's just jump straight in directing actors mm. is what we're aiming on looking at today yeah. so, so do you love it do you like it do you hate it do you yeah i mean no i love it it's it, it's probably one of my favorite parts of the process because it's when kind of the words on the page uh, like they take on life yes. right like what was previously just kind of words that have kind of in some cases come out of my brain or in other cases out of other people's brains. <laughs> uh, it's when, when they've become real and, and alive. And, mm. and so it's, it's, I think it might be kind of the most crucial part of the process uh-huh. uh, in, in audio drama is getting, getting the performances right, frankly. I'm so excited to hear you say that because it doesn't happen often enough. I must say, having been involved in quite a lot of productions, there is a lot of self-directing that I'm doing and, and that's not mm. always a good thing, right? Because I, no. I, <laughs> I know I go off on tangents or I'm just perhaps too much or too little or just not right. And, yeah. and a director, I think, is so important to help hone it to be to be the best it can be absolutely it's so important when you're directing as a director you know i'm i'm not always uh gifted with the uh, what's the word i'm not i'm not always able to get people in the same room together sure uh and so when you have these performances that are being done by people totally separate to one another no idea of what the other person is going to do you need someone there who who has uh, if not a clear vision, at least an idea of where the other person's going to go, how you want the scene to feel. Because otherwise you could end up with two. If you just let two people kind of run with it, you could end up with two totally different performances Dynamics, that don't really yeah. align with one another. Yeah. Mm. 
And, um, you know, I had actors who, you know, we're re remote recording right now. Mm. Um, but before and we were able to remote record some people together, which is a really new thing that we're, we're able to do yeah. thanks to the current situation. Mm. Um, and the first time they'd ever met one another was when they um, was when they remote recorded this mini episode together after having been, you know, a dynamic duo in, in a whole season of a yeah. show. And up to that point, they'd never met. And the only reason that, that they had kind of congruous performances where there was a chemistry mm -hmm. was, you know, and I, it's not all down to me, you know, these are incredible performers, but um, they don't necessarily have the information they need to have that chemistry. It's up, it's up to me to kind of let them know, oh, well, I think Gavin will do, or I think Brooke has already done. Mm. And the way that they're going to approach this is. And so when I, I'm there to kind of give them an idea of what they're doing, because otherwise it's just so many possibilities yes. um, that aren't always helpful. <laughs> I agree. And I, I do remember I've listened back to one or two things that I've done in the past. And there's one in particular where I was so slow in comparison to the other person in the scene who I had never met, never knew, mm. I don't even know them. I still don't really. <laughs> um, and, and, and yeah, I just thought, oh, I wish someone had said, Sarah, pick it up, you know? Yeah. And that would have solved that problem because I feel that now reflects on my performance in my own mind anyway, of yes, not yeah. being as good as it could have. So, so yeah, so let's, let's, let's rip these little layers off. What is directing? <laughs> what does a director do? It's it's a bit funny, isn't it? The the the, the role of a director because well, you're not doing the performance. Mm. Well, you're not the well, in my case I am many hats, but let's <laughs> just put on the director hat. Let's say I'm just directing a show. Mm. You know, I'm not the performer, I'm not the writer, I'm not the sound designer, I'm not I'm not the producer. I'm not doing anything really apart from telling people what to do. It's a bit it's a bit of an odd one it's a bit of a, a conceptual thing you've kind of got to have a, an idea in your mind of what you do mm. and really what it is to me is I am the conduit through which all of these people talk to one another yeah. through which we do one congruous thing I am the kind of eyes of the production guiding it towards its destination yes. as a director yes um so the actors know how to play off of one another the sound designer knows how they should complement those performances with effects how the composer should underscore the emotional moments you know mm -hmm. how how these various things can come together um otherwise you can just end up with a lot of stuff that doesn't necessarily fit yes and and it's intriguing yeah. isn't it the difference between i've i've done both as well that directing for for stage or film is mm. so different or television to, to yeah. audio directing isn't it because obviously the Absolutely. actor only has that instrument of, of voice and, mm. and sound yeah and you've had experience of all hmm. yeah i've been very lucky to be able to direct uh theater and and film mm. and yeah it is a completely 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 different uh, thing to direct someone in audio because yeah like you said the only thing that they have is their voice mm -hmm. so everything that and I often tell this to my actors because a lot of my actors uh, this is uh, their first time working in audio yeah. um, a lot of people in, in my cast have come from theater backgrounds or film backgrounds mm -hmm. not necessarily audio backgrounds and you can kind of tell 
uh, when you're working with them, with, the, with people who have just come from non-audio mediums, you can tell that they're not quite sure how to approach it yet. Whereas, you know, I'm, I'm also very lucky to have worked with, um, you know, Felix Trench, Beth Ayer, mm -hmm. Katrina Allen, who are like consummate professionals and have sure. done audio out the wazoo and, and yourself, of course, who, who know, you know what you're getting into with this stuff. Yeah. Um, and so when you're kind of approaching an actor who's never done audio before, you kind of have to, you kind of have to get them to kind of break down every preconception they have about acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that easy. It's you easy. Know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, super easy. Um, but no, it's kind of like you're told very early on, I think as an actor, or in some cases as an actor, depending on, you know, how you come into it, you know, oh, don't sigh too much. There's no need to do extra things, mm. you know, just, you know, react with your voice, with your with your eyes, you know, yeah. that's how you're getting your message across is in your body language and all this stuff. Mm. And and you're essentially saying to them, right, everything you've learned about how to non-verbally express yourself, get rid of it. Yes. Um, take out all of the, you're told early on, uh, acting is reacting and you can't react yes. really um yeah. in any way um apart from what you say and what you sound like mm. so <laughs> it, it's very difficult uh for actors who come from kind of a visual based medium or performance space um yes. to kind of wrap their head around it and i've definitely been there to kind of help guide quite a few of my actors through that because you know it was new to me as well starting in podcasting and trying to yes. get that across and kind of understanding well why why isn't that emotion that I'm wanting to express coming across fully it's yes. like oh well you can't see how this person's reacting yeah um, no it's fascinating <laughs> yeah. as well I mean from the acting point of view and just remembering back to doing some of my first kind of fun gigs is is the whole thing of listening to somebody only telling you yes. ways into this performance and that also is a harder process because again as an actor Definitely. you take from your director visual cues and facial expressions and and all of yeah. those little minute communication things that humans have that you know if you're just yes. listening to this the director and you're kind of thinking I really want to get this right I want to you know get this <laughs> mood or whatever their uh, attitude yeah. they want and so that whole thing as well I find is another different thing and and also, mm. if you're a part of, it's not just you in that uh, call, which will be online somehow, no, yeah. you know, you are also <laughs> listening to other people where there might be a delay because they might be in America yes. or Saudi Arabia or somewhere else. And, Wherever uh, in the world. Yeah. yeah. And, and so there's all these different elements that your brain is having to, to work in actually quite an interestingly different way. I, I love that as well. I think that's what hopefully will keep me young for a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it is. It is so fascinating mm -hmm. working just in in audio with these with these actors who have never done it before. Because I do kind of have to say, it's that classic thing of saying, right, your only tool now is your voice. So mm -hmm. I, if you want to express that you're frustrated, I need to hear that in some way, yeah. not just in the lines you deliver, but in in the extra things and something you do, Sarah. That that is really um, helpful to me as a producer. Is you you always react audibly. Okay. in your performance because you know you know that that's the only way that you're going to get that across yeah. as as a performer and it's so helpful just in illustrating the scene just as if, if listeners don't know sarah plays minister orsham who's a, a wonderfully delicious baddie She's on my show so naughty um, <laughs> i do love her so much yeah no it is it is so fun i honestly when i got this part it's just like this is this is the kind of thing i love and everybody kind of it's the <laughs> pinnacle of things being naughty 
uh, in a yes, absolutely. You got to do a really big scene with you weren't with Beth Air at the time, but you uh, across from Beth Air's character in in our most recent series, where you just really get to let loose mm, at her. Yes, and um, throughout recording that, you you do all these wonderful like little moments when because because obviously I'm reading the lines against you you do all these wonderful little reactions to kind of what I'm saying and how I'm saying it and like it's just so helpful to lay that under what other people are saying because suddenly it is a dynamic it's it's a duologue it's not just yes line keeps you present doesn't it it keeps you present as the other person and I I agree that that isn't done enough in in a yeah. modern audio fiction that I'm listening to. Not, uh, you mm. know, I, I probably couldn't count on all of my digits and bits and bobs on my body, <laughs> the amount that I've listened to, which have, have that. So I agree. I think it's really cool to make sure that you are keeping your characters present, even when they're not speaking. They can yeah. still be present in some way. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And that's something I learned along the way. That's the thing. Mm. It, it's definitely a process of trial and error as a producer coming to this without previous kind of audio experiences is learning. Yeah. How do you keep the actors present in the scene mm. uh, when you can't see them? Yes. Grand. Uh, I mean, uh, regards to like the whole process, let's start kind of at the beginning. So you've got your mm. cast in place. You know who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much preparation do you do before a directing session? How do you organize yourselves and that session itself? What, what methods have you it totally depends on the actor Mm. uh really i'm i'm really i try to be as flexible as possible that's kind of my motto is i i need to do whatever works best to get the best performance out of any singular actor and if that's doing it line by line uh then i'll do it line by line Mm. with that with that actor if it's doing the whole scene at once i'll do it with them do i need to give them more do i need to be more does my performance need to be like so much over the top for to get a read then i'll do that so it's kind mm-hmm. of like it i i normally it, first thing i send them obviously is the script and i kind of get their thoughts on things um yeah. i really enjoy getting actors in kind of early on so that they can kind of help shape the parts going forward yes and especially in my show uh which is the orphans where where a lot of different actors are playing multiple characters Mm. because it's all centered around clones. Um, I really like to get them in early on as possible to kind of talk to them about, right, what kind of part do you want to play? How do you want to play this? Because I I can always use, I always love getting people's kind of input on what they like about the character and what they want to see more of. So yeah, the first time we had Beth Air on for Orphans was literally two or three lines in in a scene at the end of a season uh-huh. just to kind of say hey there is this clone out there yes. and kind of i knew i knew it was like and when i approached her for it i said it is just three lines now yeah. but i know there is going wait. to be so yes. much more <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and i kind of had to say like this this is kind of the the I, I have like a, a cutout of like, this is the paper cutout of the character. Mm. How do you want to make this into a real person and, and get them in early on? Because cause it's it's helpful having more than one voice in there. Right. And That's brilliant because that gives the actor a chance to own the, the character as well rather than it's, mm. you know, cold, if that makes sense. I think that's wonderful. Absolutely. Yes. 
yeah. It's yeah. It's not always something I have the luxury of doing, uh, just because sometimes it's like, well, we need someone in this role now because <laughs> it needs to go to air in like two weeks, yes. and you know, yes. I've never been that close to to the deadline on it, but yeah, it, you know, sometimes that does happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, where look, we just need someone in here, um, because yeah. it's not a huge role, or you know, you need to make do with with what you get. Not not everything is always. Uh, that luxurious in terms of preparation time where, you know, we had three lines with Beth Air and then we built a whole, sure. you know, medley <laughs> of characters around her with her, yeah. you know, it's, it's not always that, uh, unfortunately, but, but, you know, that, that's kind of my ideal scenario was, was my, was really that actually, to be honest, if, if we're talking about clone casting, that, that was, that was my best experience was, was bringing on Beth Air because, because we had so much time and she's, uh, as just working with her as an actress, she's so prepared. She's astounding. She kind yes. of will. Yes. She I've is seen her so colored good. coding like, notes. It's wondrous to look at. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and I don't want to just descend into like, let's just praise Beth Air for, for hours, which I could absolutely <laughs> do. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but it is helpful when actors come, at least for me, I don't know if other directors are different, but for me, it helps when actors come, if not prepared, uh, like with notes, you know, you don't need like line notes and all this stuff, but with, with opinions, with, th- with thoughts, and they've, they've considered what they're going to do yeah. ahead of time. You know, I have actors who come in and then they haven't read the script mm. and, and that's fine. Mm. You know, I can work with that. Um, cause you know, sometimes these people are incredibly talented actors who, yeah. who don't necessarily need to do the script or have been playing these characters so long that they they can do whatever I throw at them, sure. uh, you know. So it's it's person to person, really. Um, but diligence is but good. Is, diligence is good. I do. Diligence feel. is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely good. Yeah, because when when we had, if we're talking about the process, Beth and I had several conversations, and we never stop having conversations. But we had several long conversations, just kind of you know in cafes around London, mm. just talking about the characters coming when when she first came on yeah I remember we sat kind of in a cafe and sat for like I think a good two hours and just kind of talked references inspiration different ideas Mm -hmm. and then you know we have subsequently done you know whether it be we have half an hour before recording session just talk through what we're doing or whether it be kind of we've met up just to talk about what we're doing going forward Mm -hmm. it's it's um it's always helpful because we have the time to really reflect and consider how this character impacts the show uh, and what choices we can make to make sure that that's as impactful as possible Mm, i mean because my next question was going to look at sort of you send out individual scripts emblazoned with a watermark Mm. so they're not i'm not doing that anymore (laughs) (laughs) i've stopped doing that that. too much no i just found that (laughs) it was way too much yeah i mean that diligence on your part i thought was like wow okay this is this makes it special this is protected nobody else is allowed to see yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have kind of stopped doing that just because I was like, ah, oh, it's fine. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> no one's, g- I trust my cast. No one's going to leave this. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I, I don't want, yeah, it's, that's, that was mainly just down to the fact that like, yeah, it, it is, uh, this show is so like, there's a lot of mysteries and there's a lot of there like is. twists and turns mm. and, and the fates of certain characters, you know, Ooh. you don't necessarily want to reveal them too soon. And so if, if stuff leaks, I would, I would feel bad. Yeah. yeah, it's too exciting. It's too hot to handle. Honestly, I love, um, <laughs> love, love the twists and turns and also how you talk about it. I mean, I remember being in an Indian restaurant with you at some point and you were talking about some plot oh, points yes. and, and you were getting very excited. <laughs> and I love that. I love that passion that you have for this story and, and 
and honestly, it is oh, honestly you. very exciting what, what I know of what happens <laughs> anyway. But we'll, yes. we'll have to see. People I think to... there's even more that you don't know that I've <gasps> since decided on, like in terms of where Orsham ends up. Oh, like, I'll tell you about that another time off the air. But yeah, That's too exciting. yeah, I have I'm, I'm like that all the time. I love <laughs> talking about the show and I love talking about the characters because this show is nothing without the characters and the actors who inhabit them. Oh. Like, honestly, it is. Yeah, I love the, them. The, the mix is fantastic. Yeah. You've got such a wonderful lucky. yeah huge <laughs> wonderful mix of people i've been blessed with a wonderful cast mm. like really genuinely yeah no i, um, I, I agree I, I think the the people in there as well that the sound of it you know is it also supreme and and i i, I, I that's down to obviously your prowess in that sound department <laughs> too but um sorry just digressing backwards for a moment yes. <laughs> with regards yes, no, to please do to the actors themselves as a as a director yes. we've talked a little bit about beth air's amazing preparation how much preparation and work do you expect for your actors to do to be prepared? What do you think would be good things for mm. them to do as a kind of checklist to make your life easier? I think easier if to... I, <laughs> to make my life easier, I think, well, first of all, read the script. Yep. Uh, that's kind of the first thing. Read the script through at least once, but I think ideally twice. Yeah. I mean, again, this is all blue sky thinking, not always not no, always let's go time, best case scenario case. let's go like but yeah. best case scenario yeah. um yeah i think read the script twice make some notes if you have any questions or if you're not clear on something ask ahead of time mm-hmm. um and think about think about what your intentions are in the scene because i think i think a lot of people they they read the script and they say right i know what's going on here but are they they're not really thinking about what the characters are actually trying to achieve mm, objectives um, and mm. When yeah, what are your objectives? What are you trying to do? What is the point of this scene? Because I know in in my scripts at least, I really do try, and each character has a very strong objective within which scene they're in. Mm. Uh, whether that be to, you know, find something or convince someone or all these different things, and it's always so helpful, even if it's just a small scene where you know maybe the intention isn't very obviously stated. Think about it. Think about what you're trying to achieve. And that can color how a lot of the different lines are said, mm-hmm. especially if you're self-directing. You know, yes. if you're self-directing, you really, really want to be thinking about the writing because that's all you have. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're seeing on the page that someone takes an action, you're thinking, well, I'm not entirely sure why they're doing that. But, oh, I'll just say the line. That's kind of the wrong way to go about it. You need to think about why is this person doing that? Mm-hmm. What? what in their head makes sense for them to do that because that will inform how you then say the words and how you react and why you do things yes. uh, makes a lot of motivation that's yeah. very key yeah and if i can yeah. hammer that home yeah <laughs> and i think c- come to the session with an open mind uh be prepared to change things don't come set with a i'm gonna do it this way yeah. come come with thoughts definitely come with thoughts but uh be prepared that you know, we end up going down a totally different rabbit hole because mm. uh, because I'm also going to be coming to the session, you know, with thoughts about how things are going to go. And I'm going to be open to changes as well from the actors. And I'm I'm ready to kind of go down a different rabbit hole with that. And But sometimes it's not always possible. Sometimes it's not always, you know, uh, the right way. But sometimes we find new things yes. and totally different ways of doing things. And I think, you know, that that's what can separate a good character from a great character is the collaboration between the director and the actor yes. of like finding a, a some combination of their vision. Mm. Oh, yes, fantastically put. I mean, regards to working 
in the same space as your actors. Obviously, mm. that works slightly different to remote, so we're going to kind yes. of pick them apart. So what kind of process happens in that situation? You have your actors in the room, they've arrived, mm. refreshed, some have notes, some haven't mm. read it. <laughs> what kind of things yes. would, would people expect if they were working with you that happened first? Uh, I think definitely first thing to, we would do is is I'd go through with any actors who had notes, any thoughts, and with everyone there, just kind of talk about what we're going to do, if anyone had any thoughts. And then once we've kind of settled on, right, this is the rough shape of the piece. Uh, let's do a read through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully, you know, sometimes that's recorded. Sometimes that's not. Yeah. I know some actors I work with prefer not to even record the first take. Right. And that's fine. <laughs> and that's reasonable on their part. Mm-hmm. But uh, just at least do one read through where no one has any expectations that this is going to be any good. Uh, <laughs> you know, just say, <laughs> we're just going to throw this at the wall, see what works. If something really isn't working, we'll see it. Yep. Um, and then from there, just kind of keep refining, keep working. I'm not expecting everything to be fully formed on the first take or the second take, really. Sure. Uh, if everyone's in the same room, because there's so many different things that have just come at each other you know people have just come in with totally different intentions and just you know (laughs) thrown them together and suddenly you've got to you've got to adjust and you've got to change and you've got to anticipate chaos uh to an extent um really (laughs) be prepared for chaos uh as an as an actor and welcome it embrace it because that chaos is going to take you to places you didn't think that you were going to be able to go Mm. um when you're when you're working with someone else and or even a group of other actors that that is the greatest opportunity to just kind of let yourself be part of the process let yourself be taken somewhere don't be so rigid in what you've come with that you don't change and you don't um you don't trust in that process yes because if you come not willing to work not willing to be a part of an ensemble then then it's going to drag everything down really yeah yeah i mean it's interesting that whole thing as part of an ensemble because most of my work is done remotely like this talking to a mic Mm. with someone in my ears uh and (laughs) uh and so when i am in a space with with people it's kind Mm. of alien again even though I love it. I love it so much. All those insecurities, little anxieties that actors and generally anyone might have kind of come into play. Um, Do you do anything to kind of relax your actors into being Mm. being Uh, cool, being difficult? Mm. I I think that's quite interesting. I don't typically, to be honest with you. I uh, well, I'll normally introduce people, and to be honest, I do like opening kind of any session that I'm doing with just a good like. 10, 15 minutes of just catch up and chat and yeah, nice to meet chill you out and, and stuff. I don't like hi. to go straight mm. into it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like to go straight into it. I like to introduce people to one another just to get people comfortable. You know, I don't play theater games or trust exercises. Not that I don't think those things are worthwhile, but just because it's never, it's never occurred to me to do that. Mm. But, it, but it, it it's um maybe something to consider. I know a lot of my actors come from, uh specifically kind of a a touring theater background yes and they often will kind of meet new people and be expected to work with them like in a snap yeah like you've just got to be there and be ready and 
uh, I know that they have a lot of different, yeah, exercises to help them with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that might possibly be worthwhile for, for especially actors who are coming in uh, who haven't been in an ensemble before, who mm-hmm. have yet, like you said, been remote recording mostly, uh, which I think is far more common for voice actors specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think probably it's worth just at least getting people to talk to one another. Mm. Uh, as let themselves. Them yes. Gel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. As themselves. Just so you're, you know, you're not worried about the other person as much, you know. This is the thing, because, you know, I, I'm in awe of quite a lot of uh, voice actors I listen mm. to. And so some meeting sometimes some of them is, is sort of fangirly exciting yeah. as a person, <laughs> you know, let alone mm. a, a VA. So there is that time of, yeah, I think being able to just be yourself and go, okay, they're themselves too, yeah. maybe. So yeah. <laughs> so that that's kind it's of... It's also helpful. It is helpful when you've got an actor who, who... Like I've had recently, people have been, you know, and, and it's a bit silly, but it, people have felt a bit intimidated to be recording a scene across from a certain actor who might be known for other podcast work uh-huh. and, you know, they love them in that show and... Yeah. Um, suddenly they're working against them yes. you know as a as a, a peer uh, and that can be quite intimidating for people so it is helpful just to get people to talk to one another and realize oh yeah that is just a person uh, who is also here to do good work yes. um get the best out yeah. Zach's so, gonna crap the whip yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah no there is just uh, yeah sometimes people can be a little intimidated by by people who who they know they're over of work but but forget that they're just people who yeah. are having a good time this is it i think we need to all remember that um and with regards yes. to the recording process so you've had a practice mm. do they all record at the same time when they're in in that process if they're all in the same room yes mm-hmm. yeah if they're if i've got them all in the same room and there's enough microphones uh, absolutely yes cool. uh, because you get you just get stuff off of them that that is uh it's you can't replicate it in the no. In, in a the remote, remote recording environment, mm. you can do your best mm. uh, to try, but but there just is something that you can't replicate um, yes. with it. And you know, it's not always necessary. There are definitely circumstances where where it's not. And you know, I've had to make do with with remote recording for the last two of my seasons, which I think are my best seasons yet. Yeah. Um, so it's not mandatory that people be in a room together for you to get good work that that's i feel like that's a myth that's kind of perpetrated or uh, you know that's kind of permeated the auto drama community it's like or some producers it's like no you know remote recording you can't get as good performances out of people no you absolutely can it's just more work it is so good Um, to hear you say that because yeah i felt that (laughs) remote actors have had people down on them for too long you know it's just nice to hear people say and give it credence on the landscape and yes it is more work for the production team 100% because they've got to match different things and and, uh, get the pace right and so on in a different way than than you would if you're in the same room but yeah yeah, great to hear you say that so you just need to put the work in as a director you need to put the work in as a director if you're getting people in remote because they're trying their best for you and and you can get really good work out of them but you need to you need to show up because mm. a lot of times the directors are in 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 a remote room setting they're just kind of sitting back and letting the magic happen yeah right because you can get people to just bounce off one another and that becomes that that generates its own energy mm. you don't really need to do anything but shape the energy right whereas the energy needs to come from you in a remote session as the director yeah. you need to start that and then then you can feedback to one another across a session Mm. but you can't 
just expect the actor to show up on their own and suddenly boom there's energy there yeah you know especially in a dialogue scene yeah it's like get rid of the baggage of the day mm. Mm. yeah and how do you do that the remote what is your preferred choice of connection with the actor and and recording what do you prefer they they do so uh, I will come to a session. I will read every line uh, that that isn't for the of the actor who's recording, um, and I will try my best to kind of emulate the performances of of the the person who I know is going to be in that role, and just trying to give as much as I can energy wise and be present in the scene with them. Yes, um, I'm I'm really trying very hard not to just kind of sit back, ignore, you know, and just and and just deliver. I can't believe you did that to me. How dare you? I, I, I hate you. I hate you. You know, I can, you can't deliver a line like that in that way and expect someone to come back to you with this incredibly, like, passionate response. You know, you have to give them something to work with. You yes. have to give them the energy. Um, otherwise, there's just no point in you being there yes. and expecting them to deliver the goods. Yeah. Like, what is the point? You might as well just self-direct at that point. <laughs> yeah, I have to say your Beth Air impression is is fantastic. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, I don't know if anyone's muted it before, but there should be a Zach special reading of the whole the whole thing. Legit, as, people have talked about this. Yeah, of, of the whole... I've read every single line of... I, I've played every character in The Orphans multiple times over. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I even played them against each other because obviously we have clones like who like they they will play two parts in the same scene. <laughs> so I will end up doing like an impression of this other person back at them. Amazing. Which is always quite funny. Cool. I want to hear your uh, Orsham. Cool. Let's hear it. No, no. Oh, I definitely have done an Orsham before. Yeah. Definitely. It's like, I can't believe you've this you know like i'll always do like uh, oh, it's ridiculous beautiful hissing through the teeth there <laughs> wonderful uh, so directing also can make you a better impressionist is what we're saying well i don't know if that's necessarily true i wouldn't say my impressions are very good i would just say they serve the function <laughs> oh, that's brilliant and your method of choice of connectivity how do you yeah. Speak to your actor. What um what technology are you using to to make that happen? And how do you prefer? Um, well, your we've to recently been using Zoom, mm. um, and that's just because I found it to be a very stable platform. Cool. This is very nice as well. Actually, I've not used we're we're recording on clean feed, we, uh, which I've never actually used before. Yes. Um, that's really good as well. Yeah. I just basically like to have kind of as stable a feed as possible. Mm. Uh, I'd like to be able to see the actor if possible, uh, just because that kind of helps you. I think. Seeing the actor is helpful because it can inform what they're trying to go for mm. if they're performing in their face. Okay. And a lot of times actors, are, they're still performing visually. Yeah. But it's not, it, sometimes it doesn't always come across in the voice. Mm. Uh, and so watching them kind of gives me an idea of saying, oh, I see what they're trying to do, but it's not quite, it's not quite landing in the voice yet. Yeah. Um, and that, that can help kind of, that can help me understand, right? They've got the intention, but they haven't quite figured out how to express it yet. Interesting. I'd, I'd be quite yeah. worried about people seeing me doing my voice acting because, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I feel like I try and utilize this space as much as I can. And I think if my microphone yes. could have done, it would have run away a few times with the looks I give it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think that's interesting that you do 
like that kind of visual connection yeah. as well. I, I have done that with a few other directors and that's been interesting, although it is weird because you are, as an actor then anyway, also you're reading your script, you're trying to pay attention mm. to, the, to the director as well as just keeping an eye on your levels. So as a remote actor, you have a yeah. lot going on and especially when you have yeah. scenes that demand those changes of emotion to, to very quiet and soft or, yeah. or then like getting crosser and crosser. So you have to be able to maneuver your body around the space you're recording in to make sure you're not, yeah. not peaking too. So there's a lot going on. <laughs> there's a lot going on. Definitely. It's it's a lot going on for, for remote actors um, and God bless them for it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of audio drama wouldn't happen without these people who are willing to kind of like to 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 take this these performances on for for us producers you know mm-hmm. and and thinking about ways then as a director what you actually really do how you eke out that wonderful performance from someone mm. i'd like you to think about the kind of language you're using the kind of questions you're asking because it's yeah. not just about saying be more aggressive is it or or you know yeah or, or i mean sometimes it is i mean <laughs> yeah. sometimes there's nothing better than saying what you mean yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> and you know sometimes if it's if it's a small little like uh you you know and you can hear it in your head and you know what they're doing differently it can sometimes be helpful to just say oh i think you need to hit that line with a little more aggr- aggression you mm-hmm. know and that that kind of is and i've read a, a little bit on this subject and there there is definitely a technique that i try and use which and that's kind of called that thing where you're saying you need to sound like this here. That's kind of like, that's called result directing, uh-huh. which means you're aiming at the result rather than the process. Right. Um, mm. And it's not necessarily helpful for the actor to actually embody the role. Right. And now obviously you have to kind of take that with a grain of salt because that style of directing, this this style of directing I'm talking about is more aimed at kind of theater performances mm-hmm. and, and film performances where 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 you are seeing the uh the performance uh and and there's a lot of subtlety in the facial expressions not not audio where the only thing you have is the voice so sometimes you need to do a bit of result directing and just saying hey look here is what i need from you Mm -hmm. basically yes but the other thing i tried to do is to inform the intention and this is kind of i can't remember what the word is but it's um kind of saying right i want you to do this i i'm 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 verbing it you know i'm saying you need to intimidate me you need to intimidate this person you need to warn this person and even if the warnings aren't necessarily explicit in the dialogue it's still the intention that's carried mm. in in what you're saying so it's almost the objective um, for that sentence or yeah. moment or yeah absolutely mm. yeah i, I try to focus units. on the intentions mm. And the motivations rather than on the uh, result where I can, you know, yes. so it, it really depends on the situation. So that that's how I will normally verbalize things to actors mm. is is talking about motivation, talking about intention, talking about what their thoughts are about certain things in the scene and and what they think about during it, you know, yes. so I, I it's it's difficult sometimes with with orphans because it's so alien to a lot of people it's so like we're talking about spaceships and we're talking about planets and Mm. we're talking about huge governmental bodies and things so i try to bring it down to like things that people can understand in terms of like this is your most precious possession and someone's trying to take it from you that i try Mm. to i try to whittle it down to those simple thoughts i can't say someone i can't say to someone 
you know, this huge government is perpetrating massive war crimes and you have the the burning desire to see change in the galaxy. You know, that doesn't mean anything. Right. It means something to audiences, obviously, and yeah. that's why it's in Tag the script. Line, uh, but yeah, yeah. Yes. it doesn't mean anything to an actor. Mm. Uh, you can't portray burning desire for global revolutional change you know that doesn't mean anything emotional yeah obviously burning desire that's one thing but it doesn't really relate to anything they can understand so Mm -hmm. you say things like your best friend is being killed on a daily basis by someone you you are being tortured and put to death you personally are suffering at the hands of this you know i try to make it as personal as possible Mm -hmm. uh to the actors so they can try and embody each action that is being done to them or being told to them or they are doing themselves on a personal level and that that's helpful in the writing as well that that definitely comes from the writing to some extent yes yes which luckily you happen to do too Uh, (laughs) and (laughs) i also happen to be the writer yes (laughs) (laughs) so you've got a depth of insight which is wonderful and i think you know if people are creating a show and they haven't been involved in directing in any way shape or form I think maybe it's worth a delve. I mean, would you would you mm. consider? Are there any ways that people who haven't done it before you think can can learn to be better directors? Are there any top tips of where to look for information and courses and so on that they might be able to? Yeah, join? there are books. Uh, I I struggle to recommend any singular source mm. because I don't believe that you can teach it in a book. Sure. I think you have to do it to a certain extent and see what works. So what I'd recommend if you are trying to get into it is, first of all, find an opportunity for you to direct. Mm. And then if you're kind of coming up to that and saying, well, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'd really appreciate some references. Uh, Find a book, research a book, Google, say directing books and read it. But don't don't necessarily take everything they say to heart and and apply it because it might not work for you. I would recommend reading it and saying, I like that as a technique. That's interesting to me. I'm going to try that uh, to anything that you kind of feel works for you or works for your actors. Mm. But then for other people, for for, for anything you disagree with, say, well, I don't really want to do that. Mm. Uh, I don't really think that's going to work for me. And that's because... Because like anything, directing is so personal. Yeah, so to you, to the thing. actors, mm, mm. it is it is what you make of it. Mm. Um, how I direct is going to be so different to how someone else directs. And actually, that's been quite an interesting thing for me in this latest season that we're doing, the mini episodes, yeah. uh, is because I'm actually not directing all of the episodes for once. Right. Uh, I'm splitting directing duties with James Barbarossa, who's my kind of partner Amazing. in the Amazing. Huzzah for James. World. Talented Yes, chap. exactly. <laughs> and it's been interesting kind of watching how he approaches things versus how I approach mm. things because I, he'll he'll kind of give direction about character and stuff. And I'll think, well, I wouldn't necessarily say it that way, but it still achieves the goal. You know, he still gets great performances out of people. He just goes about it in a different way. Yeah. Well, that's why this season, there's a couple of different episodes on directing actors because of that, because Mm. I wanted to to celebrate the diversity of, uh, of people's approaches to this uh, amazing, Mm. amazing job, which is so important. Absolutely. More people should jump in and try. I mean, have you got any flaming triumphs of, of directing you can cite to us like things that that you thought oh this has gone a bit mad and then suddenly you've been able to to pull things back is there anything you can oh yeah absolutely um (laughs) definitely so the entire entire 
first season of the orphans right like honestly it was madness i had seven people in a room together who'd never done audio drama before and i was there trying to lead them uh you know half of them weren't even people who wanted to be serious professional actors you know they were just people who were like yeah i'll give it a try that should be fun and 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 it was it was an experience Mm. and it was definitely a trial by fire in terms of like (laughs) figuring out how to direct because you had to direct a different way for each person and i realized kind of oh wow this person actually really doesn't respond to Mm. being in a group um and they work so much better on their own Mm. um and i had to apply that and i had to learn oh this person's really really good at pulling the group together and in terms of getting a reaction out of people and really Mm. focusing on that and and so it 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 was a mess it was a genuine mess and we'd never done anything before Mm. like that and it's really anytime i try something new uh it always goes chaotic as 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 i'll get out but you know ends up really well kind of an example being uh you were involved in this actually is the uh, live show for for pod uk that was so Uh, fun oh my goodness (laughs) it was so much fun but we'd never done anything like that before and and i was just there like how the heck is this gonna go because (laughs) i you know did my best to get everyone together and the sound design wasn't done for the rehearsal so i had to kind of build it i had to build the sound design and send everyone like references of like Guys, this so sounds gonna it. come up yeah. when you do that line, and like, and I still it's like getting it all up. these people. <laughs> oh no, no, no! But don't worry, it's fine. It came across in the end. <laughs> that was no, very but cool. we didn't know. Mm-hmm. It was so, it was so much fun to learn uh, getting people together in a live setting, and and yeah. and doing that really for the first time was just. I don't even know how to describe it. It was energy. It was chaos. It was wonderful. It was energy and chaos. Yeah, yeah. And we were the first ones up for the day performing at 10 a.m. And it's like, oh, great. Everyone, energy up. It's 10 in the morning. You've all just driven to Birmingham. I know you're exhausted, but energy, energy. (laughs) No, I know. It it ended up really well. That was so fun. That was the first one, wasn't it? The first brilliant Pod UK, which uh, they've just done a fantastic also online yeah. version which was greatly received and kudos to the team there well done Jess and Brett yeah. and, and, and Chris and I think th- there's a lot of amazing definite difference to doing things live as well yeah and yeah the, I think I st- stepped up to the wrong mic because you had an effect on it <laughs> <laughs> well no, and someone didn't turn on the right mic at the right time okay. and like we I was at the venue like I, I was at the venue, I think, until 10 p.m. Mm. the night before. Wow. Like, just, like, figuring out the setup and figuring out, yeah. right, how loud can things be. Oh, it was such... It was... And and everyone kind of didn't really see that because they weren't there. They yeah. were just kind of like, I'll, t- I'll just tell up. you when you need to know something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no, it was just... It was... Uh, I think, yeah, one mic had an effect that it shouldn't have had an effect on and, you know, all sorts of different... <laughs> different hullabaloo fun uh, but that's you know it works out it happens you know it's fine so would you do it again <laughs> would you go live with orphans again oh yeah definitely well we've done a live show since yes uh, oh yes i in, saw it was in, wonderful yes and london podcast festival yes. that was really fun that was um we did that was our christmas special we did uh an orphan's yule carol which that was, was so like the, kind of the first time i've really like un- unleashed like pure satire comedy on yeah. the orphans yeah. formula oh he was and wonderful. we had so much fun yeah 
and I'll actually I'll actually tell I'll tell a tale out of school with this one. Come on. Uh, <laughs> with with James Barbarossa was he was very much like Oh no, I have to do I, I can't believe I have to perform this with with Beth Air. She's a real actor. I I don't know what to do. What am I meant to do? I'm like, James, shut up. <laughs> and I can say that to him because, you know, he and I are like partners in this and we've done that we've been best friends for like years. Yeah. So I can say, James, she's just a person. She's just here to have a good time with you. And he's like, Oh, but man, I don't know. I'm just I'm just some guy and she's Beth Air. I'm like, Yeah, it's fine. She's just Beth Air. <laughs> You know, and, and, you know, at the, uh, you know, I did have to kind of throw them together. And it's like, James, just go rehearse with Beth. Yeah. Because you need to just understand that she's just a person and it's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but a super amazing person, must be said. A super amazing person, and, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, it's important not to be intimidated by your co-stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. I mean, uh, yeah, the, li- the live shows do add a definite different element as far as preparation is yeah. concerned. I mean, I. For for that, I, I did make notes on my script and I sort of changed yeah. my attitudes, but I hadn't like made a big enough thing of uh, of my sound cues and things like that on my script. I should have perhaps, <laughs> you know, spent more time on, on that kind of element that's obviously very Yeah, but we key. didn't have much time on that. No. You know, it was such a such a quickly thrown together thing and we ended up doing a 45 minute live show which is insane <laughs> as our first one like why did we think that was a good idea uh, but we did it and i think it came out well so fun i think you know when that flash gordon thing happens when you're, you're in your last breath and, and your life flashes before your eyes that will <laughs> definitely pop up on that <laughs> on that <laughs> video in my mind but no it was oh, great great goodness. great fun <laughs> um so yeah, yeah. and and I, I don't know if uh, if you're able to give your, your final top tips to to any actors say that are new to this how can yeah. they make themselves perhaps the best actor for being directed what what kind of top tips do you have for actors to to relax into i, I think suppose? come I think come to the session prepared, you know, have read the script. You don't need to know your lines off heart, but you need to have an idea of what you're doing in the scene. Come with ideas, come with suggestions, come being prepared to be a collaborator in the process. Mm. But then likewise in yourself, be open to taking direction and going a different way than what you thought. I think that's my main thing. Have read the script, have an idea, have some thoughts, but ultimately don't be so set in it that you're unable to pivot and do yeah. something totally different be immovable it. yeah it must be yeah malleable not Im- immovable lots of yes mamas. absolutely <laughs> super yeah. and 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 d- d- yeah you're not just coming to say words into a microphone and that's it you're coming to be a collaborator and bring these characters to life and mm. that's so important for me as a director is is you know even if you're just playing a supporting character that that character is the star of that moment you know a lot of cases a lot of these smaller characters are there to make a big impression yes um and that's your opportunity you know a smaller part does not necessarily mean you don't make a huge impression because like you know we can look at minister orsham as an example she had in her first appearance was just one scene at the end of a season but has made such a huge lasting impression Mm. on the audience um everyone hates me because that (laughs) (laughs) but because that one scene was so powerful and kind of you kind of just appeared as this you kind of appeared as this like all-powerful figure who like just domineered over who was previously the most powerful person we'd ever seen and that just makes such a huge impression and the way you approach it as as 
as Orsham is just so um, interesting and delectable and, and it makes such a huge impression. So if you are a supporting actor in a scene, don't just come and say, right, well, I'm just going to say the words and then that's it. Mm-hmm. No, you are. You need to treat yourself as if you are the main attraction. <laughs> you need to come with as much preparation as possible mm-hmm. and, yeah, be there to support the other actors, but come with thoughts and come prepared to contribute as much as you possibly can to that scene. Superb. Yeah, I will give you a hundred pounds later. Um, with, <laughs> with the, I mean, with that, yeah, I love a cameo. I've popped up in a variety yeah. of different shows just as a little something here and there. And I relish every single one of those parts because I just want to act is essentially yes. what I want to do. And and the range of character types that I've been able to play through audio yeah. has made me really happy. And I think that's the other thing. It's like, do things that make you happy. Do things that you're going to inject yeah. that fun into and and relish, whether you're playing someone horrible or someone drunk or someone you know, changing their voice every two seconds. Or... <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's so fun. Um, I miss her so much. Um, but yeah, yes. there's, there's a you know the difference between drunk Helen and Orsham, for example, is is quite oh my gosh, quite immense really, isn't crazy it? different. So that's why I love, as I say, these these pop up uh, characters that you know can can mm. bring a different something or other to the whole mm. whole feel of things. And so yeah, it's like grab it with with both hands and enjoy yourselves that's yeah. the main thing well Zachary it's so yeah, so yourself. brilliant to talk to you yeah I, I, I could talk to you yeah. for days I'm sure about various elements yeah. of the craft yeah, I'm sure we could go on for <laughs> several more hours about <laughs> good, this <laughs> good season and maybe we should definitely have you back to talk about some other things too but but uh, yeah thank you so so much and, and I hope all your next projects go go beautifully what's what's in the pipeline well, right now what what are you um, well, shooting for right now we are making uh, a new season of The Orphans uh, well we're making several new seasons of The Orphans <laughs> all the time um but right now what we're focusing on is the orphans minis which is the result of a writing competition that we yes, held that was um, awesome i'm very yeah. excited to see that yes Thank you. yes yes uh we yes we asked for scripts of one to three pages with one to three characters that keep rem- re- recording in mind because we wanted to make something during lockdown yeah um and we ended up choosing six really incredible scripts uh, and we have worked with the writers uh, to kind of craft them and and really bring them together. Most of them have not stayed at three pages long. Okay. Uh, they have expanded. <laughs> wow. uh, but we have been re- re- uh, recording those remotely. And um, I believe if this is coming out kind of July-ish, um, you should expect... Oh, you, you, you should expect Orphans Minis to come uh, to the public, uh, I believe, on August 11th okay. is the date that we have... <gasps> put in See, so, so august exciting. 11th so all those brilliant new writers who've taken the plunge congratulations yeah. that's awesome and kudos to you and the team and ella and everyone involved uh, james to to bringing this to light because I, I think the audio fiction community should should thrive on things like this and and support you for being amazing and giving people opportunities yeah. because that's what it's I think about we're definitely going to do it again excellent it's, it's been an incredible experience Hooray. and we're, we're likely going to bring it back oh, yeah. and what's wonderful is that you know people have been enamored with your world building that they want to contribute these different arms and stories and you know that's kudos to you and your fantastic ability to to, to weave these (laughs) worlds so keep it up gov you i will doing doing good stuff we love it sir (laughs) um so yeah well well, happy creating and uh and hopefully we'll speak soon yes (laughs) okay bye 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 (laughs) hooray you're amazing i love talking to you so much